What if every experience, every hardship, every obstacle was given to you, not to break you, but to mold you and strengthen you? What if the center of your suffering was actually the key to ultimate health? And what if your own pain was meant to be the catalyst for your greatest purpose? Welcome to Buddha Belly Life, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome. That brings me to this great question. So here's something that I, and I think about it a lot. And and I think most all of us have struggled with this. Um, but our identity, our identity, our self-esteem, our value, all that stuff being tied to what we do for a living, to the success especially if you've tasted success. Like it's one thing to start something out. You know, I think a lot of new entrepreneurs, like our new coaches and stuff, they like, you know, they don't have this, the confidence yet. You know, some of them do, but they're, they haven't done it yet. They haven't like hit their first gold nugget. Um, but once you do, like once you, you sell the first thing you ever sell or you, the, you know, the first, the first hit you ever, the first dollar you ever make. Yeah, with it's what the you best. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Like, to feel like, it's all working and now I'm free. I know, I know, yeah. and, and it, it's yeah, it's like hard and fast because it, it what is, it makes it reality instead of like mm-hmm. believing it could happen and trying to believe. Now all of a sudden you've tasted it and you're like, there's there's no doubt for that now. So it's like yeah. whew, it's so explosive, and so it's hard. I know for myself, I said for a long time, I was like, man, my days in my life will ride this roller coaster that is yeah. my business, and I can't do that. I can't just spike all the time. Cause what I do is like very spiky. Like I'd go real big, intense stuff or I'm kind of laying low and working and with family and things like that. But I can't, you know, like, and like having babies and stuff, like when I, when I had babies and um, I think a lot of moms go through this, but that identity piece of like, what am I doing? Or if, if you're, I'm not able to put into my business or do my stuff as much or same with men, like your business starts going, you know, downhill or something. It's like how much I've seen people and myself included their self-esteem, their value, their identity, so much of their life starts going in the dumpster because of what their business is doing. Yeah. And like like, (laughs) dangerous, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, like in, in, in my world, I just, I, I call it like my background is in risk management. So, so the, the terminology I would use is like, it's very vulnerable. Like if, if, yeah. if it's, you know, and it's so prevalent, I think that everybody has it to some extent, like they start a business, it's their baby. If their baby is doing well, they're happy. If their baby is not doing well, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. But where it gets a little bit vulnerable is that if your, if your happiness is dependent on you know, what the politicians are doing or the economy is doing or whether someone signed up, like signed a big contract or not, then your life is basically not in your hands anymore. It gets a bit yes. like everlasting roller coaster. I call it the entrepreneurial rat race, which is like you go to work, you work your ass off. And even though you do that, like you can't tell which days are going to be good and which days are not. Control. And one of the questions that I ask sometimes that is a little bit like pointy, it's a little bit gnarly sometimes to ask people. I need to have a little bit of rapport to ask it. But if I took away your business overnight, like, who are you? Mm. And people get really stressed. Like, <laughs> that's my vocation. That's my interest. That's my time. That's, you know, but like, I would be asking some questions, be like, you know, like, 
what would be left there? Like, are you a great dad? Are you like, are you healthy? Are you a great friend? Are you, uh, you know, are you happy? Are you a happy soul? Do you inspire that? Yeah, are you happy? And so, like the more things I say, I see people just like, it's basically like they're successful in business, but they realize that without the business, I'm not like, I'm not, let's just be clear. I'm not called like saying this to, you know, have people get down on themselves and, and, you know, feel bad, but to realize that there's other sides to their life than just their business that really matters to them. And, and it's really like, you're not a bad person for wanting to succeed in business and putting in a, a lot of the eggs in that basket, but it's a different game. I feel when you can be sort of happy, no matter what happens with the business. And then the business is an incredibly fun game to play that you excel yes. at, that you're good at, but you're still coming home to your, to your family, which like, more often than not are smiling. Right. And sometimes there's a gremlin there, but if there's a gremlin there, you can <laughs> handle it because you have that capacity, like the energy's there. So sometimes you'll be, you know, shit and your wife will carry you. Right. And sometimes you will be the gremlin <laughs> and then you get to take the helm a little bit. And that way you can help each other. Mm-hmm. But like when you have the, the platform like that and you've designed a happy life, which really what most entrepreneurs, the reason they started out their business was for freedom and happiness and choice. I just want the, the entrepreneurs to feel the freedom, the happiness and the choice that comes from designing your own life. Do you have a desire for fulfillment? Does helping people tap into their own health mentally, emotionally, and physically fire you up? Do you believe in the impact of the gut microbiome on overall wellness? You may be an HWCA coach. For more info on our cutting edge health coach trainings, visit hwcacoach.com. What you're doing is you're actually, you're not just helping people with their life happiness. What you're doing is you're bomb-proofing them helping them bomb-proof themselves for, mm-hmm. for entrepreneurship because business is a game. I remember, so Henrik and I, we, I didn't mention this part, but we met at a Tony Robbins event. So he was there working, doing all his cool stuff. And I was like awestruck because I I made this dream of mine happen as a single mom. I always talk about that. I mean, I was like, that was a bucket list moment in my life. It was the coolest. Yeah, I remember uh, that five days I've, I've, yeah, it was just like amazing. Traveled by myself, you know, got someone to watch my kids. It was just huge. So, so happy and, to be a highlight in your life, Brent. So yes, exactly. <laughs> I was lost when I got there, actually, like literally lost. And I didn't know where I was going. And apparently it was obvious because he was like, um, can I help you find where you're going? And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But one of the things he talked about was he said, what was it? He said something re- really poignant about uh the the life and the foundation stuff you know because we attach so much to our businesses and everything then everything else falls apart and what you're helping people do is you're helping them really bomb proof business because he says it's not I'm, i think he was referring to when you get sued or getting sued he said it's mm-hmm. not if you get sued it's when you get sued yeah, it's, it's like the term, it takes hundreds to make thousands and thousands to make millions and millions to, t- or you lose hundreds to make thousands. You lose thousands to make, you know, to make millions. You lose millions yeah. to make billions. It's a game. And what you're saying is that if, 
and what I agree with you, if our identity and stuff in, in too much of our happiness overall is tied into just our performance, the fluctuation, we will not survive. The fluctuations will kill us. In fact, I'll, I think I would argue that it's probably one of the number one reasons people give up on their business or entrepreneurship dreams is the fluctuation. When they have a crash, they think they make these associations that it's the end, that they're a failure, that they can't do it. Yep. Instead of realizing, no, this is this is an anticipated and necessary event and it's going to happen many, many, many more times. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that true? Like when, when there's a situation, are you in a place where you can act or are you like mm-hmm. freezing up or in denial or something else? Like there's, yeah, yeah it's, it's such a, such a game changer um, for sure. And if you're also like dependent play- on it being good, then you, you just, you don't have the resiliency, like you say, for when it's not. So how can you perform the best and do what you got to do and stay clear headed in business? If, if you're so tied, you know, your self-esteem is riding that roller coaster that's inevitably yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So you bring up a really important point. And this is like some of the deeper work we do in terms of business. Like now we're leaving happiness just a little bit. But um, when your identity is tied in with your business and your feelings of, of happiness is tied to the business, sometimes you don't want to see the flaws in the business because that will make you feel bad. Yeah. That would mean that you're not so successful or that you didn't do it right or something else. Yet for the business... That's a big freaking hole. Like you need to be aware of the flaws so you can fix them, right? And what I'm saying again, where I'm coming from, I just want to figure out something that really works with people, right? I don't care for the right or the wrong, but what I'm, what I'm seeing sometimes when people invest a lot of their happiness in their business is that when people point out some of the mistakes, they don't, they're not as open to hear it uh, because that would mean they didn't like, they're not good enough, basically, right? It's personal. Isn't that such a like a, a common thing? I think for, I, mm-hmm. I see it in a lot of people too. If like, You have to be able to separate your own value and worth it from what you're looking and look at it like, like you said, like a chess game, like a game, like strategy and be able to admit where you're strong and where you're weak. Like for me, writing and using words is a strength. I spell like a toddler with like, <laughs> like other toddlers will spell better than me. Like, and I just know that I can't be embarrassed by, I mean, I try and get better. Your toddler friends. Yes. <laughs> like my kids, like they're coming home with spelling <laughs> tests and I'm like, oh dang, like I would have got a worse grade. on that than they did. And yet I could write these books and I, you know, but like, I just the know. Kids teachers are like, oh, like, did your kids write this? You'd be like, no. Like, I- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and they're like, we know that you, you, uh, you faked this sick note from your mom because clearly yeah. the spelling is so bad. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, I'll talk to them about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I have to know where I'm weak. And I've learned over time that it's cool to be able to do that because um, I bring in the people or seek out the resources to make those areas strong. And then my business machine or whatever I'm creating is better for it. It's better because yeah. I could humble myself down and analyze as opposed to internalize. Right. What? But uh, that also means because you're, again, you're, you're, you're playing the game. If you have the same thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, my business is a flaw, that means that I'm flawed. That yes. feeling is not so fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think it's a huge strength. Um, like, and I think it's, it's, 
I don't want to go into like impossible land. It's not a, a, a word I use a lot. But if you created a business and there's something wrong with it, like, yeah, you care. Obviously, you care, right? There's mm-hmm. some connection there. But the tag question sometimes is be like, oh, that sucks. And be like, but is it true? It's like, yes. Yes, it is, right? And, and then now you can act. And also, when, once you have a perspective where that is okay, meaning that right now, it's not that I made a mistake and I suck. It's like right now, I figure out something important and I'm fixing it or I'm making it better or I'm creating this amazing structure that's going to stand for you know eternity or whatever. Then that could be a really good thing. The act of finding holes in your ship, so to speak, can be carry with it some really great feelings. Rewarding. Yeah. It's like yeah. we want to feel accomplished. You know, sometimes you feel accomplished because we we can see some things and we dig into something and we get, you know, we grow from something. It proves to ourselves that we are stronger or we are, you know, we're stronger or we're more confident than we thought we were because we were able to do that. Um kind of like saying sorry, right? Like it can, sometimes it can be so hard to say sorry. I, it's hard for me. Like I don't, I don't get tested with it very much. It's hard for me in my intimate relationships, you know, and things. And um, I'm such an analyzer and it can be so hard. And, but when you do practice it a little bit, as uncomfortable as it is, you're kind of, you're proud. You want to be the person that can say sorry. You don't want to be the person that can't say sorry. You don't want to be the person that can't look admit the flaws in your business. So therefore you never achieve the level of success you could have because you were too darn caught up in, you know, making it personal. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, this, this is one of the like things I love the most about like what I get to do, which is really, I get to bring out the best sides in people and make them better and take out some of the sides. Like the bad sides in someone is usually not them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some like learned behaviors and, and other stuff that, you know, had a function once upon a time. It's just been carrying for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to work with people like this. And, and you know, I mentioned one tip for the ladies earlier with with relationships. I'll mention mention one for men. And I think for entrepreneurs out there, they maybe even have a higher frequency of this. So uh, here it goes. Sometimes as a, and, and so this is for the men out there. Sometimes for a man, you really don't want to say you're sorry. Like men are very tied into what's right. And them being right sometimes and they're proud and stubborn and all these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Now, ladies, I don't know, I know you don't believe this about men, but sometimes men are stubborn and they're proud. Okay. <laughs> Just and so what can happen sometimes is that um, men believe that if they say they're sorry, that means that they have done something wrong. And if you're a woman, you're nodding to be like, yeah, that's because you don't <laughs> like, just listen here. Uh, women, sometimes is it important for you, for him to feel bad about having done it wrong? Or is it more important for him to say that he's sorry and I'm sorry that he hurts you or that he, you know, didn't listen? Like a lot of times men think that it's important to like, you know, fix the situation where a lot of time for women, it's not important at all. Thank you for joining us for another empowering episode of Buddha Belly Life. For more information on gut health and mindset resources, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. And remember, heal yourself and then empower others to do the same. <laughs>